0: episode of Product Thinking, I am Kyle Evans. This week, we are talking about underpants gnomes, chess cheating, the laws of creativity, and more. It is the monthly wrap from October. So another month, another great host of articles, listens, books, and other finds from Product Thinking, Product by Design, and around the internet. So here is what you may have missed. Uh, And of course, you can always check out more at productthinking.cc. There, you can subscribe to the weekly newsletter if you haven't done that already. And of course, you can follow this podcast wherever you get your podcast, wherever you're listening right now, or on just about any podcast host. So definitely check that out. So first off, product thinking. Now let's talk about some of the articles from this past month. So first up, sales commitments versus product commitments. Maybe we're not so different after all. So commitments and quarterly planning has been on my mind, and more to come on that soon. I've got some interesting thoughts that I'll be writing about as well, but I explored one aspect of that in a post recently uh, by that name, Sales Commitments versus Product Commitments. Quoting from that, I initially balked at the idea that sales and product or engineering should be treated the same as sales, but then I realized That is exactly what we're always asking for. We want the focus to be on the impact, not on the features. So let's keep moving that direction, getting away from the wrong commitments and getting better about making the right types of commitments. So definitely check out that article and that podcast, uh, which you can look up from very recently. Also, mastering future questions, practicing so you can be prepared. In a recent podcast that I did with Brendan from Master Talk, uh, he and I explored this idea, preparing for future questions, along with many other uh, interesting topics. So you'll definitely want to check out that podcast. And I link it again in the newsletter, uh, which you can check out. And it was a really, really good conversation. And I explored that idea in a, a post uh, this past month in October. Uh, Quoting from that, the more thought we put in ahead of time, the more thoughtful and prepared we can be. I've long been of the opinion that no one is great at thinking on their feet, as we like to say. Rather, some people have simply put more thought in ahead of time and can draw on that preparation more than others. So that is Mastering Future Questions. Uh, Definitely check that one out as well. And then our book review from October making work visible, exposing time theft to optimize work and flow. If you're like me, so much of the work you do and the work your team does is invisible to most outside observers. You may understand what you're working on, and your team likely understands it as well, but as soon as you move outside of the inner circle, the work becomes opaque. Move further away, it becomes a black box that outsiders peer into but can't discern what is happening. This is so often the source of immense conflict and consternation, which is why this month I reviewed the book Making Work Visible, Exposing Time Theft to Optimize Work and Flow by Dominica de Grandis. It was a a really good read, so you'll want to check out my notes and thoughts on that one as well from a little bit earlier in the month of October. So those are some of the posts from product thinking uh, that you'll want to check out. Some other articles from around the interwebs. uh, Paranoia threatens to upend professional chess. I've been extremely interested in the saga around cheating in chess. As part of my work in online assessments for higher education, detecting cheating was a big part of the role. And we were very sophisticated at it. I suspect, especially after reading more about chess.com and other chess tournaments, that they are also very sophisticated at under, understanding the types of moves and behaviors that would be most likely for cheaters to make and thus raise alarms, which is very similar to what we did uh, when we were detecting cheating. So it's it's a super fac- fascinating thing to look at the parallels uh, between those and to see how this cheating scandal has rocked the chess world. Uh, So it'll be fascinating to watch more. And this article kind of dives into that, dives into the ramifications of uh, these accusations and how cheating has impacted chess. Uh, So quoting from that, how exactly would someone cheat during a chess game? That's something that obviously I was wondering and was thinking about as well. While there is speculation, about the possible use of high-tech gadgets, such as one they link in the article, or the use of a small vibrating device, as was alleged in the case of Borsivlov Ivanovov, who was suspected, suspected, suspected of hiding a device in his shoe, the most common form of cheating in tournaments is much less glamorous, the use of cell phones in bathrooms. <laughs> Which, super funny. And interesting. So, definitely check out that article. Uh, The truth about creativity and mental illness, another article. Uh, We discussed creativity at length in a podcast episode, which I will link to and and talk about in just a second as well. So, this article was interesting to me. Creativity really is for everyone. And the idea that it is for a select few or only for the disturbed or creative geniuses is really incorrect. And this article points that out. Uh, Quoting from that, There is a grain of truth to the notion that creativity and mental illness are related, but the truth is much more nuanced. And we think uh, interesting than more romanticized notions of the link. Individuals holding creative professions had a significantly reduced likelihood of being diagnosed with schizophrenia, schizoaffective disorder, unipolar depression, anxiety disorder, alcohol abuse, drug abuse, autism, ADHD, or of committing suicide. So some fascinating findings uh, that uh, this article discussed about creativity and mental illness and how sometimes we link those two things together, and though they potentially can be linked, it's much more nuanced than we often think. So uh, now let's, uh, let's talk about some good lessons uh, from this past month. Uh, the laws of creativity with author and founder Joey Kafon. So as I was just talking about, uh, creativity is not just for the professionals or the creatives. It is for everyone. And it is about the practice of ideas. more specifically, combining unrelated and abstract ideas in new ways. And it is so important, not just because we need to solve problems, but because those who apply creative thinking, Get paid more and are nearly 300% happier at work. So, kind of tying these two things together, the article talking about how uh, people in creative professions tend to have fewer issues. They're also much, much happier at work. And we discussed this in a podcast that I did recently on Product by Design. So, in this episode, we discuss everything from video games, storytelling, art school to rediscovering your creativity. And we dive into Joey's book and the inspiration for the 39 laws that he lays out, and how we can apply them and use them, and so much more. Super good conversation. Super great book as well. So definitely check that one out. Uh, Also from this month, tips for public speaking, presenting, and communicating with with Brendan from Master Talk. Um, It was it was a great month for podcasts. I was super excited for for all of these. I I think. on my other podcast, been doing some absolutely excellent interviews and shows at, over at Product by Design. So, if you haven't checked that one out, definitely go do that as well. Um, speaking and communicating well is critical for all of us. So, how can we improve? Uh, in this episode, Brendan and I discuss public speaking, presenting, and communicating better. We discussed overcoming your barriers. Finding your motivation to become a better communicator at work and in life. We also discussed applying the easy three tips for improving your public speaking. So, some super useful and great tips that I'm using now to improve my public speaking. So, definitely want to check that one out. It was a a great podcast episode. Um, Some books from this past month as well The Italians Before Italy Conflict and Competition in the Mediterranean. So, I mentioned last month. That we have been preparing to go to Italy. And I'll be writing about our trip as soon as we're back. And I've got lots of ideas doing. So I'm I'm excited to kind of pull in some of the inspiration from Italy and put that into some of the things that we'll be talking about on this podcast and in the newsletter. But this uh this was a, a really good uh, listen. Uh, it was an audiobook, and I did not realize the depth of history. Behind each city-state, and how the conflicts and culture shaped so much of the history of Italy. Uh, I'm sure this was just the smallest taste as well, but it was very well worth the overview, especially as we prepare to uh, visit Italy. Um, this, so quoting a little bit about that, this um, this book, this comprehensive portrait of Italian history, opens an exciting new world a grand mosaic of lustrous and storied cultures as distinctive as the people who helped build them. As you come to know these many Italys, you'll see how the Italian states define themselves against the others competing for territory trade and artistic supremacy and how the vestiges of these interactions are visible even today. So super interesting stuff, Uh, definitely worth checking out if you are interested in Italian history at all. And finally, some interesting finds uh, from this past month inside Ryan Reynolds and Rob McClinney's. Uh, I, I always struggle to pronounce his last name. Uh, Great Wrexham Gambit. So, we'll end this week with an interesting discussion on soccer, uh, my favorite sport. Uh, you know, I haven't watched Welcome to Wrexham yet, but I plan to. And part of me has thought that it looks kind of cheesy and partly contrived. But part of me has been really intrigued, especially as a lifelong soccer fan or football fan for anybody outside of the, the United States. I would love to see Wrexham or a team like Wrexham get promoted all the way up to the Premier League or at least make a good FA Cup run in the meantime. Something like that would be awesome. Who knows? Maybe they can even pull a Leicester City, 2016, against all the odds, uh, which was absolutely amazing. I can still remember the very moment uh, where I was and where I was watching uh, when Leicester City won the Premier uh, Premier League uh, that year. So it was super, super, super exciting. Um, so quoting from this article about Ryan Reynolds and Rob McClaney's, uh purchasing of Wrexham. So without consulting his wife, Reynolds said yes to McClainy's scheme. Both men were in their mid-40s, if not quite in midlife crisis, as McClainy put it, then at moments of midlife inflection. For years, Wrexham had been stuck in a scrappy, hard-to-escape league that was five rungs below the Premier League in a giddy dream scenario by securing back-to-back-to-back-to-back promotions. Reynolds and McClainy might get Rexum all the way to the top by 2025. We'll see. Uh, that would be quite the Cinderella story uh, if it were to happen and super difficult, but we will see. So anyway, we'll end it there with some soccer talk for this week. Uh, and that is the wrap-up from October. So again, if you like uh, this episode uh, and this Newsletter and this podcast. Don't forget to follow wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to the newsletter over at productthinking.cc. Follow us on social media at productthinking, just one T in the middle. And follow me at Kyle Larry Evans. And until next time, keep questioning all those assumptions and we will talk. In a